Dominion is the reason for man on earth. Catch insights from Pastor William Baxen on today's Rulers World broadcast and be activated to rule and subdue the earth. Father, we thank you. Eternally grateful to you for your goodness, your graciousness, your majesty. Thank you. Thank you so much for being good to us. Your good and your mercy endures forever. You are greater than anything we are confronted with tonight. Greater, far greater than. And we choose to see you for who you are. We give you all the thanks. We ask that you put your word in our mouth. We ask that you open our hearts, open our eyes, open our ears. Let us see, let us hear, let us perceive, and let your good will be done in our lives. As we seek your will tonight to lay hold on your thoughts, your mind, and your counsel for the coming year, I pray that every grace we require to maximize the coming year, Lord, will be activated in us tonight. Let your name alone be praised, for yours is the kingdom, and yours is the power, and yours is the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Um, I want you to help me appreciate um, my wife for 2022. Amen. So, so um, this year, by the grace of God, we crossed the 17th year of marriage. Not just as a ministry, but as a body of Christ, um, 
It's important that we all see the seriousness of what God is seeking to establish. And if you don't have any idea as to how serious this is, it cost him his only daughter's son. Like his son had to die to make this dream of his come to pass. Amen. So this is, this is serious business. What we're looking at is serious business. And um, thank you, Expression, for helping us tonight. Amen. Can we appreciate Expression? And all the musicians, thank you. I saw a gentleman. It's my first time I've seen him. May we have the pleasure of knowing his name so we can appreciate it. Your name is uh, Felix. Can we appreciate him, please? Yeah. He's been generous tonight, David. Uh, he's helped us mightily. Thank you, sir. The Lord and I publicly. Amen. All right. So, um, I, I want to share some few thoughts with us. What we're doing actually today is just an introduction. Um, 
Can we have the next objective, please? We're also saying that citizens or sons of the kingdom of God are believers, are, must understand the nature. They must understand the nature and operation of a person, a place, or a space under the government of God. When we say somebody is under the government of God, somebody is operating under the government of God, we all need to understand how such a person looks like, what such a person looks like, what a people will look like when they are under the government of God. We are also saying that we need to understand how a place will look like when it is under God's government. When God is the governing influence over a place or a territory or a space or among a people, we need to understand how that looks like. I see a two minutes here. I see say, There are things that you see. 
it's clear. When a democratic government is operating in a territory, there are signs who will see it. When a dictator is operating in a territory, there are signs you will see it. We are also submitting quite forcefully that when God's government, which is what we call his kingdom, the kingdom of God is the government of God. When God's government is over a people or in a place, there are signs that we need to discern, understand, and insist upon as we become his ambassadors or his officials in this government of God. So those are uh, the key things. Let me, let me read the final one. Uh, that as we deepen our understanding of the government of God, uh, it will help us prioritize our focus. You see, we prioritize our focus on God's government. If we have a focus on God's government, we make it a priority. Not only that, we need to also focus on the priority of God's government. Um, I would help you understand uh, if there is time that focus is not just what you have focused on. Focus is not just what you are seeing. But focus is actually what you believe about what you see. You, you can be looking at King and say, I focused on him, but your real focus is what you believe about him. Focus on what you're saying, focus is what you believe about what you're saying. Uh, we'll get into that. And um, the scriptures that will guide our, our journey, uh, I've listed them here, and we're going to read them. I'm going to ask some of you to help us. Somebody could volunteer and read Genesis 1 26 to 28. Another person volunteer and read Isaiah 96 to 7. Another person will volunteer and read Matthew 6 33. Another will volunteer and read Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 20. And then another will also volunteer to read. Isaiah chapter 61 from verses 1 to 6 and finally Psalms 115 verse 116 Psalm 115 verse 116 Genesis 1 26 to 28 and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created he them, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. And multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth.
So uh, I'm going to take some few minutes uh, to go through Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 and to show you that the only thing on the mind of God is how the earth can be governed by his kingdom. That's the only thing on the mind of God. And the reason why that's the only thing on the mind of God is that when that is in force, every other thing will fall in place. That is what Jesus told his disciples when he said, seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added to So in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7, um, please can you project that for us? Let's look at that closely again and then uh, we'll talk about the signs of his government, the signs of his government. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And, and this is not the first time we're reading this or even teaching or preaching from this. But this text is big. So the prophet is saying a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and then he talks about the government shall be upon his shoulder. This son, his preoccupation, his interest, his, his dream, the only thing he's interested in is the government. So this son that is given to us is given to us because of the government. And please, we need to understand this. We need to, we need to so drill this into our hearts that the son, this is Jesus, the Christ, was given to the world because of the government of God. Even though the angel told Mary, you shall call his name Jesus because he shall save his people from their sin. The reason why he's saving his people from their sin is so they can live under the government of God. Because sin is what took man away from the government of God. So if the son is coming, he's coming to save them from their sins so that they can live under the government of God. Let's understand that the son is only concerned about the government of God. And whilst we are at this, we also need to stress that if the son is mindful of the government, then the son has nothing to do with religion. Is the government. And government is not religion. So Jesus, we are saying it for I don't know how many times now, is not a religious leader. Jesus did not come to set up a religion. Jesus had one thing on his mind. 
the government of his father influencing the whole earth. So Jesus is only interested in the government of God on the earth. That's the only thing that he's interested in. And that's what he preached his entire life. The government of God. The rule of God. The reign of God. The, domin the absolute dominion of God over a people and over a place. That's all Jesus is interested in. Yesu Christo. Adia ewona komaso. Ewona adrimu. Adia neni. 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 Like a and he said, Yes, Christo and Bestate, a sum for sum no bestate, or the Nyamia Hindi So that's that's very important to note. Then the Bible says, and his name or his authority shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Seven Please. Of the increase of his government. That phrase is so, so alive in the spirit right now. Of the increase of his government. So he brought his government. If we don't see Jesus in this light, we will misinterpret him. We will misjudge him. We will not be able to relate with him properly. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So he's leading a government. His government. Jesus is the leader of the government of God. Jesus is the head of the government of God. When you accept Jesus into your life, you are accepting to live under the government of God. And the government of God is more real than the MPP government. Maybe that's what will, you know, just to drive on the point. Or the NDC government. Or the Republican government or the Democratic government. The government of Jesus is more real than any physical government you know of or are aware of. The government of Jesus. Just like the government of the MPP has implicated all of us, and if it was the NDC, their government implicate everybody under the government. The government of Jesus is supposed to implicate your life. What that means is this. When you see Jesus as a religious person, his sway, his rule, his power will be optional because it's not every citizen in Ghana who has a certain religious persuasion. So, if I'm a citizen of Ghana and I'm a traditionalist, whatever you talk about Christianity has no, it is not binding on me. That's your, your, your faith. If you're talking about Islam, that's I, I am a traditionalist. So 
once we are dealing on the platform of religion, then people can decide to subscribe to it or not. So if I am not a Muslim, you can't expect me to practice it. If I am not a Hindu, you can't expect me to practice it. If I'm not a Christian, you can't expect me to practice it. But do you know that as long as you live under the government of MPP, that government has implications on you, whether you believe in them or not? That's how Jesus can be so powerful in our lives. When we stop seeing him as a religious leader and see him as a leader of God's government, Jesus is the leader of God's government. He is the head of the government of God. And he is seeking to bring you fully under that government. So that just like you're living under the MPP government and the agricultural policies of the MPP government is affecting you. They don't need you to believe in the government. When the government borrows, if we share it, you have a portion, whether you believe in it or not. That means the actions, choices, and decisions of government are binding on the citizenry. But if kingdom expression decides on something, somebody who is not a member of this church, it, it, it's not binding. So religion is a loose arrangement. What God is interested in is not religion. God is only interested in his government ruling, influencing, and regulating this earth. So he talks about, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. His government. There is a government Jesus brought to this earth. There is a government Jesus brought. There is a government Jesus brought. Many of us have accepted Jesus, but we have rejected his government. So Jesus is in my life. I'm on my way to heaven. But I don't look like somebody who is living under his government. Because if I'm living under his government, <laughs> the, when Jesus wants something out of my life, it's not up for debate. That is, if I'm living under the government, I become a victim of the policies of his government. So it's not enough to accept Jesus. We need to accept his government. Because of the increase of his government. So himself is there to be accepted. But over and above accepting him, you must also accept his rule. Accept his reign. Accept his authority over your life. And over every area of your life. That means there is a government position. You see? Jesus, as the leader of that government, there is a government position of God on marriages. If you are under that government, you're already implicated. You can't choose how to run your marriage. There is a government position on that. Just like there is a, 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 an educational position of the MPP government, there, there is a policy position of God's government on every area of our lives. And it is our job, our duty, our responsibility to align with God's position. Because if we don't, it means we are in opposition to God's position. 
And that's why he told the Romans that don't you know that if you are carnally minded, you are opposing God. That means God's government position on the matter, your thinking is in opposition to that position. And there is no way we can make progress if we find ourselves in that shape. So here we see that Jesus brought a kind of government. So if we understand this, we will begin to deal with Jesus and see him in a way that we submit, we submit to him. Why? He's the leader of God's government. You don't argue with him. Now, I want to show you some few signs of the government. When God's government is in a place, there are signs. And if we understand the signs we should be seeing when the government is in place, when I'm not seeing them, I can rise up and insist and demand for them. So the first sign I want you to see is the first revelation of God in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1. This is a very powerful revelation of God. And it helps us understand the nature of God. It helps us understand the priority of God. It helps us understand the mind of God. It helps us understand the posture of God. In Genesis chapter 1, uh, in the interest of time, verse 2. Verse 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And in verse 2, the Bible said, and the earth was without form. That means the earth was formless and void or empty. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. That means everywhere was covered with water and darkness was on the face of the water. So number one, there was formlessness. Number two, there was emptiness. Number three, there was water everywhere. Number four, there was darkness everywhere on top of the water. And then the Bible said, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water or waters. Now, let's understand what's happening. We can, we can understand the nature of God when we see his responses. We can understand the nature of God. So here we see there is formlessness. We see there is emptiness. We see there is darkness. We see there is water everywhere. And we see God's response to that. And the Bible said the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and then in verse 3, the Bible said, and God said, let there be light. Now, wait. There was darkness already. But look at what God is doing. Look at how God is responding to darkness. Look at God's position. Look at God's orientation towards the situation. God said, let there be light. In other words, God is seeking to change the status quo. Now, by reading that, you understand what God's government means. It means that when God's government 
is firmly in a place, number one, formlessness, structurelessness will give way. Emptiness will give way. Darkness will give way. Spacelessness, because water had covered everywhere, there was no space, will also give way. And this is seen, evidenced, because the government of God was released onto the situation. So we see one clear sign when God's government is in a place upon a person among a people that chaos is tamed. Now, if I understand that and I find any area of my life in chaos, I have Bible grounds to demand the release of the government of God in that area of my life and insist on it until I see formlessness, emptiness, darkness, and spacelessness take shape. You see, this gives you a basis for faith. When we talk government, because it's not religion, it's, 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 it's powerful. For example, do you know that the finance minister, because he has government backing, is able to borrow on behalf of the, of the nation and sign on behalf of the nation and implicate the whole nation and the nation is bound by the signature of the finance minister. Why? He is backed by the government. And when the finance minister is negotiating and talking about these things, he is not doing it prayerfully. Please understand this. Because he understands his government, he wakes up in the morning to go to the office and to commit the nation. By writing letters, signing documents, signing contracts. And he's not saying, do we, do we have enough to do it? Are, are, are we able to? No, 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 no. If it is government, your work is rulership. Like, when you are working, you see, if we don't understand this, eh, you, you, you will waste 90% of your life. You will think the only time God is engaged is when you are praying. You will think that the only time God is interested in your life is when you are praying. You will never understand that when you sit by your desk, the choices you are making and the decisions you are making, they are supposed to be committing the government of God on things in your space. You are supposed to make choices in line with government policy and by that thing you have said with your mouth, God is committed. Because you already understand the policy of God, his position. This is the only way the earth can be filled and covered with the glory of God like water covers the sea. This thing won't only happen by prayer. We can't pray the whole day. I'm saying that if we think government, then the choices we are making in our regular lives are all advancing the government of God. All the decisions you are making, all the conversations you are having, the meetings you are having, 
You are there as a government official. You are representing the interest of Jesus in that thing. So I'm not waiting to come and pray before I know that, okay, now I'm doing something with Jesus. No. Whilst we are negotiating that contract, in my mind, I'm representing God in this business. And if there is anything that goes contrary to his will, his ethics, his values, I stand here as a rep of God. So God manifested his government and we see that chaos was tamed. Chaos was taken care of. So you and I can trust that by releasing our faith in the government of God, any chaos in any area of our lives or in the spaces we play, in the spaces we work in, in the spaces we live in, we can trust God for the release of his government to tame any chaos in that environment. Genesis chapter 2. I want to show you one more sign. So the first sign of the kingdom, of the government of God, is that chaos is addressed. Chaos is tamed. That means we are not afraid of chaos because we have a government that can subdue chaos. Genesis chapter 2, look at verse 16, 17, and then chapter 3 and verse 1. And God said, no, Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, oh, Jesus, is this possible? Look at it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat of every tree of the garden. Do you know at this point, it was the government of God that was operating the earth. At this stage in man's existence, Man was living under the government of God. And God told man, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, Thou shalt surely die. How many trees did God say man should not eat from? How many? One. How many trees did God tell man to eat from? Every tree. The devil is a bad devil. If God meets you today and tells you, I've given you everything except this one. This one, don't touch it. But every other thing, you can eat it. What kind of thinking is that? Is that a poverty thinking? No, let's, let's look at it. This, this for me is a, the crux of what I want you to see today. As the sign of God's government. This is when God's government was in force. 
man was living under the government of God. And God told man, of every tree of the garden, you shall freely eat. Every tree, eat it. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat it. Let's look at chapter 3, verse 1. Please don't forget what God said. Of the tree, every tree in the garden, you will freely eat. Then now he says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? If God says this, it means I created you to fast. No, please look at it. Has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? If you don't eat of every tree of the garden, you are on a fast. You are fasting. In other words, Satan is saying, ah, God is wicked though. So the, he just created you, created all these fruits and said you should fast. But is that what God said? No. No. God said, you may eat of every tree of the garden freely. Eat of it freely. Every tree of the garden you can eat. Every, every, every. If I come to you, I don't know who should I use that you can believe. Maybe you don't believe me. Let me use, a, I want a, a billionaire who is a, a correct Christian. Ruby has lifted her hand. Okay, so let's say Ruby. Ruby Unlimited comes to you and says, Everything you want, you can have. Um, please charge it to my card. Every. And you, you understand the weight behind that card. Will you be apprehensive when you are buying anything with it? Because the instruction is everything, every. Would you be cautious when you are spending? You know, some of us, we, we sometimes get that invitation and you are cautious. Goes, wow, you can have whatever you want. Well, you want to be reasonable. But what God did in the garden, he, God didn't tell Adam be reasonable. Even though I say eat everything, you too. See inside for me small. No. God said every tree. You can eat of every tree. Do you know that that's not how you are thinking? Do you know how we are thinking now? The devil refocused man, moved his mind from every tree that he could eat to the only tree he couldn't eat. And now made his whole world to revolve around the only one you don't have. And do you know that the day they ate that thing, they entered into a new government that drove them out of the garden and drove them out of the access they had to every tree that they could eat. I want to contrast these two governments for you tonight. Living under the government of God 
is consistent. Please listen to me because I know a lot of, please, please listen. This is not religion now. This is not religion. Living under the government of God is consistent with abundance. It's cons- Religiously, this may not fly. But government-wise, kingdom thinking. Because when man was living under the government of God, there was no lack. God provided everything. He said, I have given you every fruit tree for food. Man's food was provided for before his work was given. Read it. God provided man's food before he gave him his job. He told him that every tree was food for him before he told him that dress this garden and and till it. That means Adam was not working to eat. That was a higher purpose. Please understand that when you come under the government of God, you won't be worse off for it. It is when you live under the government of Satan that you'll be driven out of your abode. Hey, Pastor Bexin, but there are people who are serving Satan who are very rich. That's all you see. I hope they can show you the other baggage. Please listen to this. When God was the governing influence of man in the garden, man had no lack. Because we strayed so far from God's original pattern, it's so difficult to think that it is consistent with the nature of God that you will live a life that you have no lack. It's difficult. It's difficult because we have never associated God with full provision. I know we read it in the Bible. We don't believe it. We read it, but we don't believe it. The reason why we don't believe it is that Satan has done a good job of mismarketing God to us. Because he told the woman that God is holding this one tree from you because he doesn't want you to be like him. If somebody can give you everything except one, is he a bad person? But Satan says God is a bad God. Look, he's keeping this one tree from you. I wish Eve would have told him, what about all the rest he has given me? The same way some of you are not happy because you've not bought a new shoe. But your lungs is in good shape. Your liver is kicking. Every other thing is working except that new shoe. And you are not happy. Because God hasn't given you a job, he's a bad God. But that same God, he he watches over you, you sleep, you wake up. You have forgotten that because there is something undone in your life. And that you are rating God on what he hasn't done in your life. Not what he has done, no. That one there, he's done it. Are you not God? So you should do it. You've done it. (laughs) It's the one you've not done. That's what we are talking about. So many of us are living facing lack. Facing what we don't have. And yearning and stretching for what we don't have. Instead of using what we have.
I can assure you that living under the government of God pays way more than any other government under the heavens. That's why Jesus says, seek first the government of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. The government of God. Have you realized that many of the parables Jesus gave of the kingdom, one of them he says, the kingdom is like a man finding treasure. God's government is a treasure. One time he says, the kingdom is like a man who has found a great pearl, a goodly pearl. The kingdom is as precious as a pearl. But Satan will make you seem as if serving God is a drag, is a pain, is a burden. Serving God is boring. Serving God will make you limp like Jacob was limping. Serving God will make you believe God for 25 years before you have a child. Serving God is, is living on a shoestring. So you are serving God, but you are not proud of him. Because there are some things if God does for you now, you will, you, you will beat the woman at the well. The only reason why you are tamed now is that you are waiting for some things to happen. And God will know that you are an evangelist. God will know. God hasn't given you the reason to be proud about him. That's why you are tamed now. You are very contained. As far as you are concerned, there is a tree he has not given you to eat. Even though he's giving you everything else. But it's left with that one. But I'm here to suggest to you that God's government beats any other government. When finally man was driven out of the garden, I'm sure he would, he would wish that, you know what, that tree, I won't even go close to it again. You give me everyone except that one. Huh, you don't know what you have until you lose it, isn't it? So that's very clear that God's government is consistent with provision, consistent with abundance, consistent with supply. The Bible says, We have related to God not as a king, not as an owner of a government. So even our faith needs a lot of correction. But we're trusting God that in this new year, by the supply of his word, our understanding will be straightened out. Our relationship with God will no longer be religious, but practical. Everywhere I am, I can do business on behalf of God. I can represent the government of God wherever I find myself. My last scripture, John chapter 10 and verse 10. Very interesting text. John 10, 10 is the manifesto of the, uh, of the devil. Devil is running for office. And this is his manifesto. And Jesus leaked that. It wasn't apparent. He leaked it. This is what Jesus said. The thief cometh not. But for to steal. And to kill. And to destroy. This is 
what the government of Satan does. The government of darkness. This is what it does. And then Jesus contrasts that with his government. I am come that they might have life and have and that they might have it more abundantly. That means every area of your life will have a surplus. Surplus in your relationships. Surplus in your social life, your financial life, your health. That you might have it more abundantly. This is consistent with the government of Jesus. Jesus' government takes care of his citizens. I pray that God will help us to settle down and to go back to God's word and restudy with an open mind this time. Don't go to the word with preconceived notions. Go with an open mind and allow the spirit of God to educate you. Allow the spirit of God to train you and to straighten out your thinking so that you can become a government official for the kingdom of God wherever you find yourself. That's the focus God wants us to have in the coming year. This whole thing is not about ourselves. It's about the government of God having sway over the earth. And I can assure you when we align with the government of God, with the right understanding, right mindset, and right belief, we will take certain steps that will only release and unleash the impact of the government of God and the signs, the symptoms we'll see is that chaos will be dealt with, is that lack will be dealt with, gratitude will be on the increase, joy will be on the increase because we appreciate the position of God in our lives. I'm not going to be angry because there is only one tree that I don't have access to. I'm not going to be discontented because there is only one tree I can't eat from. I'm not going to be ungrateful and unhappy because only one tree I can eat from. Why are you telling me to wait to, to marry before I can have sex? No, I want that tree now. You eat it and be sucked out of the garden. Yeah. That tree, that's all I want. Every other thing happening around you, you are not interested. So we see a clear distinction that the government of God, the government of Jesus, and the government of darkness or of Satan are two extreme positions. Now, Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. And he's saying that because the world is imperfect. In this world, you will have tribulations. You will have troubles. And then he says something. He says, but, but means you are not going to be regulated by the troubles. But means even though this is what will be happening, you're going to live differently. He says, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Now, before he said that, he says, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. You see? So Jesus said, I've given you peace 
and look at what is going to happen. You're going to have trouble in the world. But you see, the trouble in the world will not look like what's in your heart. My peace is in your heart and there is trouble all around you. That's the government of God. So the trouble around you is not what is going to determine what is happening inside you. I'm giving you peace. I'm saying be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. The government has subdued the world. So you go out into your day, into your week, into your month, knowing that you are literally a government official for God. You are a government official. You are representing the government of God. You, your, your interest is the advancement and increase of his government. That's the first thing you look out for in any arrangement, any conversation, anything you are involved in. The first thing is, how is my presence in this place going to advance the interest of Jesus here? How is my presence in this place going to entrench the values of Jesus in this place? That's the first thing you look out for. How will my presence in this place influence people positively towards the government of Jesus? So they can receive Jesus and receive his government. But you see, this will begin when you move beyond receiving Jesus to receiving his government. Now I live under the government of God. Everything you desire, you want, is already in line with what the government wants for you, what the government position is. And as we live lives like this, the first thing you begin to see change will be that there will be no anxiety, no worry. Your life is truly His. You are worried because you are not sure how things will pan out. But if your life is truly his, you don't have a care. Not that you are not responsible, but you are not worried about the outcome of your life. Why? Your life is truly his. You are a government official and the government has the responsibility of taking care of you. That is if you are representing the government properly. You know there are many people who represent governments and they call them back because they are misrepresenting the government wherever they are. I pray that in 2023 you will properly accurately represent God's government wherever you find yourself. Amen. If it will help you, do a call card that you are a government official and if they ask you which government, you say the government of God. I'm a government official. If that will convince you, if you think it will boost your faith, do a poster, a flyer, a sticker. Put it on your car. Government official. In case the police stops, you tell them, no, it's a higher government. Not MPP government. It's a higher government. Government of God. Now, we need to re-educate and retrain our minds until we can depend on the government. It's just a stance now. We can't depend on the government. Why? We don't see ourselves as government officials. But in Ghana here, there are people who depend on the government because the government has employed them. I'm announcing to you that your employment letter was released. You are now an official government official. <laughs> yes. He has issued your letter. Your letters of accreditation has been handed. 
you can now carry yourself out as a representative of the government of God. So you are living like an ambassador. It will first start in the way you are thinking. You're living like an ambassador. It will show in the way you're talking. You're living like an ambassador. So it's not about your opinion. It's the position of the, your government. What is Jesus' position on this? That's what you say. If they ask you, what do you think about this? No, what I think about this is not as important as what he thinks about it. So if I have not found out what he thinks about it, I am dumb. This is why we pray. Prayer is to find out government positions so that when you go out and they ask you, you can communicate the position of the government. If you have not prayed to secure the government position, you will be sharing your opinion and he is not bound by it. An ambassador cannot come here and promise me a new house. If it is not the government's position, that promise will never be fulfilled. This evening, I have confidence in my heart that God's government is reigning in our lives. Oh, I have confidence. He said, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. That means if anybody subscribes to this government, lives under this government, peace will become a capital, a capital asset that will be evident in your life. You will be so much at peace, people will be troubled by your peace. It's like, ah, the peace of Jesus. Ah, the same person who will be crucified for a few hours and he's sharing a meal with his disciples. We call that the peace that passes understanding. Now, this is my body. This, they will kill you. This is my body. This is my blood. This is my body. When you will be dying some few hours, his peace. He says, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no. 2023, eh, you will live in such peace. You will operate in such peace. You will, you will function in such peace. Peace you can't explain. Peace nobody can take away from you. Oh, and as I speak right now, that peace is increasing in your heart because of the increase of his government and peace. That means peace is on the ascendancy. Peace is on the increase. Anything that takes away your peace, anything that disturbs your peace, the government of God will crush it. Because your peace is important to the government. Your peace is important to God. God wants you to be at peace. That's why he says be anxious for nothing. Worry about nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, let the government be aware of it. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will garrison your heart and your mind. That means peace will become a stronghold over your mind. 
peace will become a stronghold over your heart and nothing can break into that peace. You will be at peace in the midst of a storm. You will be at peace. That's what Jesus said. In the world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. How can I be of good cheer when there is trouble everywhere? Because you are under another government. The government of Christ. The government that Jesus is the leader of. That's the only government you can have peace when there is storm everywhere. And this day, he says, don't just receive me. Receive my government. Receive my rule. Allow my word to be final authority over your life. If God's word says left, I don't care what experts are saying. I am going towards left. Why? I am under a government. I'm under a government. I don't live for myself. I don't live for myself. I live for him. So what he has to say on any matter is more important to me than how I feel. What is he saying? What is the position of the government on what you're dealing with? If you can find government's position on that, I tell you chaos will be tamed, lack will be eradicated, the devil will be chased out of your environment. What? In Luke eleven twenty, Jesus said, if I by the finger of God, by the spirit of God, cast out devils, then the kingdom, the government of God has come upon you. That means when the government comes, it doesn't negotiate with devils. It drives out devils. Anything that Satan is the cause of, the source of, responsible for, all we need to do is introduce the government. Jesus said, if I, by the spirit of God, cast out devils, then the government of God, the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the dominion of God has come upon you. If I align with the government of God, I cannot be oppressed by devils. If I align with the government of God, witches and wizards cannot have me for pepper soup. If I align with the government of God, I won't finish and now be praying against witches. Because by my alignment, I'm protected. By my alignment, I'm covered. By my alignment, I'm secure. Check physical government officials. They will be sleeping and military people are around them. They are not sleeping. The government official is sleeping. Even though his life is in danger, he is sleeping. There is such confidence in the government. They are not worried whether has the policeman been paid, has he not been paid, has the security people been paid. That's not your headache. You sleep because we need you to be healthy so you can continue implementing government policy. This is why I know every devil, every disease, every sickness hiding anywhere in your body. We can't waste time dealing with these things. We have government policies to implement. This year, you and poverty, you, 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 you will be very far. The reason is that there is government policy that must be executed. There are government policies on different areas of life that he needs you involved in. If I'm using all my life thinking about my poverty, dealing with poverty, when will I finish to come and fulfill the, the, the things that God wants me to do? 
If you use all your time nursing your diseases and your sicknesses, when will you finish to now come and serve the will of God? So with holy anger, we rise against every disease. With holy anger, we rise against every obstacle. With holy anger, we rise against every opposition. With holy anger, we resist every ploy of Satan. And we say no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. No more. You have suffered enough. It's time to work for the government. You have been in lack enough. You have tasted poverty enough. It's time to be rid of that so you can work for the government of God. I said recently somewhere, Jesus only suffered for three days. All the suffering that saved the whole of humanity, it was three days. The suffering that saved everybody from Adam to whoever will be born before he comes. It, in three days, he suffered all the suffering. Any prolonged suffering, any unnecessary suffering, any suffering that has not been provided for in the name of Jesus, we enforce the government of God to rid you of that suffering in the name of Jesus. And you need to be angry enough you need to be angry enough. It won't take God forever to stop something that has been raining for a long time. I don't know how long the earth was without form and void. Darkness called. It didn't take God forever to change that situation. It didn't take God forever to change that situation. Let's stop renewing the residence permit of our sicknesses. Let's stop renewing the residence permit of our diseases. Let's say, my friend, you have expired in my body. I'm not giving you rest until you check out. Have you been harassed by a landlord before? A landlord who doesn't want you to continue in their property. They will, they will invoke everything they can invoke. They will go to uh, rent control. If you are not sufficiently educated, they will call the police. They will use anything they can use. You, you sprinkle some small tongues. You look for a verse or two. You try pushing, pushing. It's not pushing. It's, uh, maybe this is the will of God. No, we know the will of God. The will of God is that chaos was saved. The will of God is that darkness, light came to replace darkness. The will of God is that that emptiness was filled. Trees came out, gold was there, plenty nice things was there. Fishes came out of the seas. That's the will of God. Whatever is called empty in your life, it is filled in the name of Jesus. Whatever is called empty, whatever is formless, Maybe your finances doesn't have any shape. It's like amoeba. How do they call that? Amoeba. I don't know me. I'm not a science student. If you come to derivatives, we will derive. Because that place, you, I will, I will, you will be lost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please listen to this. Please listen to this. Please listen to this. God's government is his cure for human ailments. Every problem of humanity is catered for in the government of God. 
That's why he says, seek first. Just get this one. Every other thing will be sorted. I pray for you today. That God will cut your teeth fresh on his government. God will cut your teeth fresh on his kingdom. That your entire orientation will be pro-kingdom. Pro-government. Ah, Nothing will move you until it's moving the kingdom. You are not interested until it touches the kingdom. I refuse to waste my life on anything that is not captured in the government of God. I refuse to waste my life on anything that God's government policy doesn't capture. I refuse to waste my life on that. You are God's representative wherever you find yourself. You are God's government official wherever you you find yourself. And I'm praying for supernatural grace for you to distinguish yourself in the name of Jesus. That wherever you find yourself, you will behave yourself wisely in the name of Jesus. May wisdom come to you. Give me Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and 26. We close on that. Ah, I pray for wisdom for you. 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 Wisdom. For God give it to a man that is good in his sight. Look at what God gives. Wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. Now, what is the distinguishing factor, feature of the man that is good before God? Wisdom, knowledge, and joy. You see, many people have erroneously preached this as, oh, don't mind these unbelievers. They are, they are working for us. They call it the exchange. They are working for us, and then God will just go and rob them and give it to us. No, no. God is a just God. God is a just God. You know how he does it? He gives you wisdom. He gives you knowledge. He gives you joy. (laughs) The Bible says there was a city that was besieged. And a certain man by his wisdom delivered the city. If somebody's wisdom delivers you, I'm just saying that God will give you more wisdom and more knowledge and joy because in the coming year, we're going to engage the hidden wisdom of God that has been ordained for our glory. You see, the quality of glory you're walking is determined by the quality of wisdom at your disposal. If your wisdom is rich, your glory will be rich. And so God gives to the man who is good in his sight, wisdom, knowledge, and joy. And this is what he exchanges for whatever they have been laboring and and heaping up. If you read verse 21, I want you to see that this man is not a lazy man. This man that got the wisdom is not a lazy man. Look at verse 21. For there is a man whose labor is in wisdom. (laughs) 
you will not be ordinary in the name of Jesus. There will be nothing mediocre about you in the name of Jesus. Now, these are not religious prayers. These are government prayers. Why? You are going to represent the highest government there is. You can't do that as a mediocre. You can't do that as a margin in society. You can't do that as a down and out. God wants you strong so you can strengthen the weak. God wants you well so you can strengthen the, the sick. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the Lord has impressed on our hearts to give us a focus for this year. We are actually in 2023. And I need you to understand this. I said it in passing earlier that focus is not just what you are seeing. Focus is not what you have focused on. Real focus is what you believe about what you are seeing. What you believe about what you have focused on. So you can have the right focus, but because you have the wrong belief, you won't be energized. And so it's important for you to understand what we mean when we say our focus for the year. That means our entire belief system is going to be rewired by this focus. We are saying that what we truly believe will be fed by this focus. And so 2023, the Lord says, it's our year of his government. It's our year of his government. Hallelujah. It's our year of his government. So we are living under the government of God. We are living as government officials. We are living as men and women who are representing God's glorious government, God's regal government. And everywhere you find yourself, you need to think like this. I'm a government official. So what set of values are consistent with this? What sets of behavior are consistent with this? What adjustments must be made to ensure that this government thrives and prospers in your head? Jesus said, the kingdom is like a merchant. When he found a pearl, the Bible says something so powerful. The Bible said, he sold everything he had and bought the pearl. There was another parable. He said, the kingdom is like a treasure hid in a field. The which when a man finds, he goes away, he hides it, goes away and sells all he has to come and buy the field. Why is he buying the field? Because of the treasure in the field. What is that treasure? The kingdom of God, the government of God. Uh, what that parable teaches us is that when a man finds the government of God or the kingdom of God, when a man comes under the government of God, he makes every necessary adjustment to comply. That's what it means. He sells everything he has to come and acquire that treasure. I want to encourage your heart 
in this new year, no adjustment is too much if it will bring you in alignment with the government of God. No adjustment, any adjustment you have to make in any area of your life so that that area of your life lines up with God's government. Because when that happens, you will enjoy the protection of the government. You will enjoy the provision of the government. You will enjoy the guidance of that government. And I pray for you that in 2023, you will truly live as a government official of God's royal government upon the earth. No more religion. We seek to establish the influence of God's government on the earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website, www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.